670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. What's what's the over under on Rick having to return for Monday uh, 50, on the show? Fifty fifty. Yeah, probably. Probably fifty fifty would be. Right. <laughs> Morning, Mike. Morning, Rick. I take half the bad stuff I've said about you back after this week. You do? Yeah, because you brought in donuts this morning. So uh, I mean, as a as a you know way of saying thank you, I have to take half. I can't take them all back, but half of them I take back. Okay, well, just take back the ones that aren't true. How's that? Well, if that's the case, then I can't take half of them Hey! <laughs> I've been leaving you high and dry at 8.30, and I'm doing it again today. So What? A yeah. third day in a row? That's right. Why today? Because I'm moving, and moving is the worst. I thought you just had to do two days, not three days in a row. So I did signing on Wednesday. I had all kinds of people into the new house yesterday at 9 a.m., so I had to leave early for that. But the blinds did get installed. Well, that's good. The uh, the new furniture did get put in, and people did show up on time. So it was probably a good thing that I was there on time as well. So what are you doing today now? Then? Today's the big move. Today's when all the other stuff comes over. All the heavy stuff that you don't want to have to move. The refrigerator, the freezer, you know, the couches, the beds, all the that things. That stuff is still going to be there at 10 o'clock. You're right. And hopefully it won't be much longer than that. <laughs> no, you missed my point. Oh, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> just because you're not there at you know nine o'clock doesn't mean it's not you still just keep, be there. At you 10 keep o'clock. telling yourself that I'm not taking the chance. Good grief! <laughs> what are you doing tomorrow for Saturday and Sunday? You have the days off. You can you can move all day Saturday and Sunday. Don't even remind me. I mean that's yeah. what that's what my wife and I, I mean, did. That, when that's... We had the big move. We didn't we didn't lose half a week of work just to move. I mean, it's probably what's going to happen is I'll be doing exactly that. So thanks. Thanks for reminding me. You're welcome. That was good stuff. It is 6.08, uh, a lot warmer than it was yesterday at this time, starting to warm up for the weekend. Uh, currently 24 degrees in downtown Boise. Yesterday at this time it was 16. So at least we're out of the teens. Um, and it looks like, looking like tomorrow and Sunday could be back into the 40s for daytime highs once again, which is good news. Just finally. means rain for us. Is this, it's not supposed to rain tomorrow. Mm, Saturday, Sunday, 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 okay. Sunday, Sunday. I, I was going to say uh, tomorrow. My son wants to play golf, so I, that's one of the things I never play in the rain, and I never play in really high winds. And don't play I, in the snow, unless I don't really, do that. Well, they won't. I let mean, you. they really won't let you. Oh well. So I mean, we were calling around to all the golf courses around, seeing that it was going to be warmer to see if we could even make tee times in there. All the golf courses say, "No, we're we're closed. We have snow still on the ground, so we're not even taking tee times." So I don't think the heavy stuff will come down for a while yet. For at least a little while, yeah. So uh, yeah, if we want to get in a quick nine, we can go ahead and uh, do that. Yeah, yeah. We'll I can't get that. enough Caddyshack in my life. <laughs> Uh, coming up here for you this morning, some of the things we're going to be talking about. UFO identified over Montana on Wednesday. Really? Yeah. Unidentified flying object closed down the Billings Logan International Airport for two hours. Flights were diverted. Um, flights that were supposed to take off didn't take off on time. Until, Did they ever identify what it was? Well, apparently the U.S. military says that uh, they are tracking a suspected Chinese spy balloon. 
a spy balloon. Spy balloon that was flying flying over Montana. What do they got? Gru rolling out there to. Uh, I see all the people down there. There's a couple different ways that I feel about this. Number one, it's like, really? China, do you really want to go to war? Is that what you're doing? You're flying over U.S. airspace. And you got to keep in mind the area that they're flying over, military wise, is really big because you have an Air Force base with inter. Continental ballistic missiles located in Montana. And you also have um, very close to Colorado, Montana is. Um, you've, you've got some nuclear capabilities um, in Colorado also. There are many, Mike, that say war between the United States and China is inevitable based on the power struggle that's going on between the two nations right now. China on the up. The United States on the down and the Chinese owning everything from here to there in the United States as well. That's that's the big problem there. If you get into a fight with China, what does that do to the United States when half of our crap comes from China? That is a problem, isn't it? You it's better a, it's a you big, better have a good a stockpile. Yeah. We you can't better. even get a Ford Bronco or Ford parts. Because we don't have the chips from China in order to put the darn things together. And I, I mean, get, it's great that you got tires coming out of your ears. Can we get, you know, the things to make the cars run, please? I get that this is the reason why we had the big chips bill that will expand chip making abilities here in the United States so we here can start Boise. to get some of that. Yeah, Micron is, is, has gotten billions of dollars out of that. It'd be they're, cool if they didn't have to, you know, downsize between now and then, but whatever. They're not the only you ones you, Micron. We're, we're talking billions of dollars that are coming in, so hopefully that will help with some of the chip making. But, I mean, if you ever just Google a list of items that we rely on China for, and I, I'm not talking about stuff that makes... It easier to live and life better just because, you know, you can have a computer or you have an iPhone. Most iPhones are made, most of the parts come from China. So you may have to give up your iPhone and, and go to, oh, God forbid, a Samsung. Yeah. <laughs> I would really but, appreciate the idea of doing to China what they have done to us in so many cases, which is to remanufacture our technology, steal those steal those ideas to build all those great things. I'm just saying, it, wouldn't it be nice if we looked at all those items that we rely on China for? Do you know what one of the big, or one industry that we rely on that would really hurt us? Pharmaceuticals. A huge amount of phar- pharmaceuticals that we count on to keep us alive and healthy come from China. Well... I'll just say I don't take a whole bunch. You don't, but I bet you have loved ones who do. Well, I, I did. I did have loved ones that relied on pharmaceuticals. They were very sick, of course. I don't so much right now. I don't know. Maybe mom is on some, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm some, talking about, some yeah, junk yeah. junk. That's who I, I was talking about, your parents, maybe. Yeah. Um, well, you know, that's possible, and I'm not going to downplay that. I'm just saying maybe less pharmaceuticals in our life wouldn't be such a bad thing. The problem is, you know, the reason why we get all this stuff from China is because they pay their people 12 cents an hour. And so if you want some of this stuff here in the United States, you're going to end up having to pay a lot more money because we actually pay our people 
to work, even though people complain that it's yeah. not enough pay. Yeah, it, items that you probably would like to have and don't want to pay that much more for. But if you were forced to pay more for them, you probably would if you had to. Those types of things. Mm-hmm. You'd have to, you know, maybe not eat to be able to afford something to keep you alive. We'll talk more about this uh, coming up this morning. Also, um, squad members yesterday were freaking out in Congress because uh, one of their the squad members was removed from Foreign Relations Committee for anti-Semitic remarks, which is just stupid. Um, we'll talk a, l- a little bit about that. And then closer to home, a uh, Caldwell student has filed a claim against district the Caldwell District School District after the... Um, Alleged beatdown that was on camera. Yeah, the uh, fight club. For lack of a better term, you just got to call it a fight club, but it was, you know, students fighting Eh. on camera Mm. because a uh, school official, a teacher, a substitute teacher, had them fighting on camera. And then the the dumbest part of it, of course, is it said, hey, you 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 can record this and post this on social media if you want. Just don't record my face. Got some questions about the brains on that particular teacher, who, by the way, hasn't isn't a teacher anymore. Not a, isn't no. a teacher. Yeah, yeah. KBY News Time six fifteen. Let's go to first check on what's going on with sports. Pork belly and Cuna, the place to go for breakfast. Let's go every single day. They are you know, open. I'll cash in the donuts right now for the pork belly. You know, if you heartbeat. really, if you, if you, if I had known it was going to be three days and not two days, I would have said, nope. You got to go to pork oh, belly. Oh, here pork we belly. go. <laughs> Boise State and San Diego State will meet tonight with first place on the line in the Mountain West. Let's hear from Bob Beeler. The teams met three times last year with the Broncos winning all of them, including the championship game. Coach Rice spoke about what he thinks makes this year's Aztec team tough. Size, physicality, and depth. They're playing a lot of guys, and you know, last night they subbed four guys. Here comes a whole fresh crew, and you know, I think that's probably given them a little more intensity defensively. The Aztecs are better offensively this season, averaging 10 more points a game with 75. They also shoot a better percentage. Our coverage tonight will begin at 6.30 on 6.70 a.m. Bob Beeler, News Talk KBOI. What did I tell you was going on last night? New Mexico headed to Utah State. And? Did I tell you who was going to win? I, I think the home team won. I don't know, but I think Utah the home State team beat New Mexico last night. Home home game eighty four to seventy three in Logan. Yeah, uh, here's what it does to the standings: Utah State, Nevada, they are tied for second right now, or tied for third statistically, seven and three in the Mountain West. San Diego State and Boise State both eight and two, tied for first place. So. Big things going on tonight. Make sure you catch us right here on News Talk KBOI for tonight's game. Boise State, San Diego State. By the way, San Diego State favored by seven. At home. You know what that tells me? That tells me that the prognosticators who set the lines don't think that the two people who were injured in Tuesday night game are going to be playing tonight. And that could very well be the case. Yeah, because seven points is a big difference even though it's at home yeah. for Boise State and San Diego State, who are, who are pretty e- equal when it comes to being on paper. But um, I, that, that means that they must not think that they're going to be playing, which would be That'd bad. That'd be a big but, loss, yeah. yeah. KBY News Time, 617. 
and Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 622, good morning. Thanks for being with us. Chris is out once again today. Rick Worthington uh, will be working uh, half day today. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to keep needling you all morning. I know you are. But at 3 a.m., it was it was pretty quiet in here. I didn't see a lot of Mike Casper. Well, of course you didn't, because you didn't come out and check on me. Thanks a lot. I could have been dead out there. <laughs> you weren't all here you know. at 3 a.m. You weren't here at 4 a.m. In, I, in fact, at 5 a.m. when I was still working, I was like, is anybody else here? At 4 a.m., I was up working, though. Oh. First thing I do every morning, check oh. and see if there's any big news that happened What overnight. you do in the restroom is not a... I don't even want to hear about, Okay. Just because you got your phone with you while you're in the restroom doesn't mean you're working. It sure the hell does. <laughs> <laughs> Whatevs, Mike Casper. How you doing? It is Open Phones Friday today. We'll talk about anything that you uh, would like to talk about. It's brought to you by Fast Eddie's and Meridian. We've talked about gas prices over the last couple of weeks here what in the Treasure Valley. What are you doing Valley. in there, Mike? I've have worked gone up it, honey. About, uh, Sorry, I'm, just, I'm done now. Yeah, yeah thanks for interrupting. Uh, our sponsor of the program this morning. Yeah, I'm sure they're going to be really happy with that. Sorry about that. Uh, Fast Eddie's uh, gas prices have gone up about 25 cents gallon over the last couple of weeks. If you'd still like uh, the price of your gas to start with a two instead of a three, you can save up to a dollar forty per gallon off every fill up at Fast Eddie's. You get thirty cents a gallon just by getting your car washed, and then ten cents a gallon with a uh, card. After that. You got another dollar that you can get off if you have an Albertsons reward card and you've earned enough rewards. So a dollar forty—that's on every single fill up. If you got uh, uh, your time to get into gas today, that's the place to fill up because it's the cheapest gas you're going. To, let me rephrase that: least expensive gas you're going to find is at Fast Eddie's. Coming up for you this morning. Also, we have uh, golf show tickets. We got a few chances for you to get your golf show tickets next week. Are you going to be going, Rick? Are you going to use your golf show? Yeah, you're going to use your golf no. clubs. So here's this year? here's how it works. I don't go to the golf show, not because I don't like golf and not because I couldn't find things you're at afraid the golf you're show. Spend money, right? the, what I like to do is wait until Mike Casper goes to the <laughs> golf show and then pick up all the things that, you know, he is discounted and is getting rid of. So when he gets rid of his ping driver, mm-hmm. I'll be there to pounce. May, may have a chance. Yeah. Rick, I need a hundred dollars for it. <laughs> Mike, I don't have a hundred dollars. Be a good guy and give it to me for 50 bucks. <laughs> And that, he says, that's not happening. <laughs> well, you know, it, it depends how much tequila is on the front end. So, you know, we uh, also have a chance for you to pick up your $50 gift certificate coming up today um, to Costa Vida. Final chance with a Casper and Chris. Damn near impossible question. We'll get to that uh, question coming up here in half an hour. Dow Futures down right now. 75 points. Going to get the job reports uh, coming up here a little, probably within the next half hour or so. Um, and we'll see what that does to the stock market. We'll talk with Jeremiah Bates about what the numbers mean. Mm-hmm. Um, yesterday, NASDAQ, once again, up about 3%. And that's after we're in the second day. Third, This is the third day. It's today the third, right? It's the third day of February. Yeah. Um, that's after the NASDAQ saw the best single month since 1975 in well. January. I'll take that. So if you had money in the stock market, uh, especially if you had it in NASDAQ, uh, you did pretty well 
last okay. month. We'll see if that continues. Well, you'll take that every yeah. day. Phone lines open. If you want to participate in our uh, open phones today, we'll talk about anything you want to talk about. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Remember, if you're going to get through to us an email, Chris is out today, so email me, Mike, at KBOI.com. Did we figure out ways to off guys that are on uh, death row yesterday during the uh, last hour and a half of the program? Did we figure out that it's it's okay to just sweep those guys out? Um, we come up with a good plan outside the, of the, uh, the not-so-lethal lethal injection. Let's put it this way. Um, it ran about uh, 95% plus that there's no way that people want to get rid of the death penalty mm-hmm. um some of the ideas that they came up with was um there were some there were some you, graphically you bad choose, ideas you get to choose how you are put to death oh okay so if you've if you've been deemed that you're going to be put to death you get to choose if you want it to be firing squad fine if you want to be hanged fine if you want lethal injection you can do that but give it to their choice then it's not so cruel and unusual because you're making the choice right. on how you're going to be put to death once gotcha. it's deemed that you should be put to death. But, yeah, I was kind of surprised. It, it was really, I mean, huge majority of people saying that there's no way they want to get rid of the death penalty. We need to keep that in force in that conversation yesterday. If you want to uh, talk a little bit more about that, um, feel free. You can email us, like I said, Mike at KBOI.com. You can also text us, same as our main number, 208-336-3700. Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 641, Chris is out, Rick filling in. It is Open Phones Friday, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Other things we'll talk about this morning, Caldwell student filing a claim against the Caldwell School District after the employee allegedly had uh, kids fighting. It was recorded. Uh, I don't even know if you can say allegedly anymore. I mean, there is video proof for crying out loud, uh, even though the course, uh, the case has not gone to court as of yet. Um, I mean, he could say he didn't do it, and therefore, even though there's video evidence, you can't really prove that he's the one that, that did it, unless you can prove it. We can't. Yeah. But kids, kids Just saying that's why you to. say allegedly. Not the uh, only dumbest thing going on in schools around the country. I can't believe uh, that people would think they could get away with this. A JV girls basketball coach in Virginia is being accused of impersonating a 13-year-old to play on I the team. I saw this. 22-year-old Arlisha Boykins is said to have taken the place of a student athlete that was out of town for a tournament. <laughs> so she just became that student. Here's the father of the player that the coach was impersonating talking about it. Coaches, you know, always preach to the kids about integrity and those type of things. So I was just shocked. I, I just need, you know, an apology, you know, because I haven't yet received one from, you know, the overseer of the program or nothing. You know, he just came out and just told us the stipulations of what was going to happen. But there was no apology. <laughs> what? Well. That reminds me of a story. Uh, this was a long time. I want to say 30, 40, 40, at least 40 years ago, Meridian High School had something similar. It wasn't a parent that took the place, but they had a pair of twins. They were playing on the Meridian High School basketball team. One of them was really good mm-hmm. and uh, ended up having like 4,000 the oh, no. first in the first half, so at <laughs> halftime, the coach had the uh, two brothers like change jerseys, change jerseys yeah. so that he had, you know, 
nine fouls. <laughs> I have seen a baseball coach play in a game. Um, it was during summer league here in Idaho. The coach was a a graduated senior who was helping coach his high school team, and then it's you know it's um it's not Babe Ruth. What's it called? Uh, anyway, some summer league ball. Yeah. And the summer league stipulates that if you're out of high school one year into college, you can still play. And so the coach suited up and was playing as a first year (laughs) college player, but was still allowed to play. So, yeah, that was fun. Was he? Was he? My kid was. My kid was 15. He was 20 years old and had his wife and son. That he went and said hi to before he went and took the mound and it, pitched against my kid. But it was legal, right? It was legal. Yeah. I just I've seen it before and I was I still say that's ridiculous. KBOI News Time six forty five. Uh let's get a check on what's going on with sports once again this morning with Rick Wardenton. It's brought to you by Port Belly in CUNA, the place to go for breakfast, lunch, and brunch every single day. Uh very unique menu. Things you're going to find on their menu you won't find anyplace else. Uh, you can check out their entire menu by going to porkbellyidaho.com. You can also follow them on Facebook and get in on some of their daily specials. Boise State women's basketball team won a tough one last night at Nevada. Abby Mew scored 14 points, pulled down 10 rebounds to propel Boise State to a 62-58 victory last night at Lawler Event Center. She became the program's all-time career block leader during the game. She blocked six shots in the game. Wow. She drained six of her eight attempts. That's 75% from the field uh, to finish with her 17th career double-double. This is exciting for the women's basketball team because they're a very young team, and they, they seem like as the season is going on, they're getting better and better. They have four freshmen right now that are outstanding, and that's how you build a program. But it's also you know clear that, this is why the team started so slow is because they had such young women that were coming up through the program. And now they've got some experience and have found new legs and they're playing better and they're starting to win games. So they had their best win of the year earlier this week and then they carried it through against the Nevada Wolfpack last night. So again, 62-58 victory for the Boise State women's basketball team. Uh, let's see. What is their record now? I don't see it right here. Oh, yeah. They're 11 and 13 overall, but they're six and five now with a winning record in the Mountain West and surging. KBOI News Time is 647. Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at three. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris live and local on News Talk KBOI. Before we get to our Casper uh, and Chris down near Apostle question, got another story. I, I didn't like high school enough uh, as an adult to want to go back and be a mm. high school student. Um, an adult woman out of New Jersey was caught posing as a high school student recently. Why after, would you do that? I have no clue. After four days of attended classes, here's Dr. Aubrey Johnson, superintendent of uh, New Brunswick Public Schools, breaking down what happened. Also a student talking about how the woman had contacted her. After she was found out, keep in mind, adult woman wanting to go back to school. It's a little weird. Last week, I found some false documents. An adult female, posing as a student, was able to be involved in our high school. She attended school for four days. 
she was in a few classes and then most of the time in our guidance suite as we were trying to get more information from her. Last night she contacted me at 10.56 p.m. asking how I was. As soon as I saw the message, I blocked the number and couldn't fall asleep for the next two hours. <laughs> the woman has been charged with providing a false government document with the intent to verify one's identity or age. School officials thought something was suspicious when she received 11 requests in her first four days in school of young underage men wanting to take her to the prom. <laughs> I have somebody to buy the booze for you, right? Well... I, I just don't understand. When I was out of high school, it was like, oh, thank God, I never want to go there again. Right? So I, I understand that. I I don't know what that's about. I mean, how do you... Look, I had a good time in high school. So did I. I enjoyed did, high did, school. Did you want to go back? No. Yeah, like, I was ready to go to college here. and have a good time there. Yeah. You know? Uh, just stupidity, I guess. Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question. We've got a $50 gift certificate. Costa Vida, that's what you're going to win once again today. Final chance to College do that. was way more fun, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Way more fun. Um, if you want to win, be ready to uh, answer our question. This will be coming up here in the 8 o'clock hour, once again, about 8.20. It's brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty, a local company with a global network for all your real estate needs. That's the one number you need to remember. One number you need to call, 208-888-4128, and they will help you either sell, buy, maybe invest in real estate. If you want to do that, they can help you out. Uh, our question today, now you remember yesterday was Groundhog Day, right? Yeah. In Groundhog Day history, the groundhog once didn't see his shadow or didn't even come out of his hole in the history of Groundhog Day, which has been going on for hundreds of years. But there was one year that the groundhog saw only a partial shadow. Really? There's one specific reason why the groundhog only saw a partial shadow that was one year only. Our question for you today is, what was the reason? There's a specific reason why he saw a partial shadow. If you know the answer, be ready to call after 8 o'clock at 208-336-3700 or pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. First person to answer correctly is going to uh, get that $50 gift certificate to Costa Vida. We also have tickets to give away to the Boise Golf Show coming up. Not this weekend. This is next weekend, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Free passes to get you in through the door. If you'd like to win those uh, for you early morning risers, here's your first chance to do that. Go ahead and give us a call right now. Caller number 6 at 208-336-3700. Those tickets are yours. Dial carefully. Good luck. For your Google Play, simply say, Hey Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. The balloon flying over Billings, Montana, where it forced a ground stop at the city's airport, halting all commercial and general aviation flights in order to clear the airspace. It's roughly the size of three buses with a technology bay attached beneath it, believed to be carrying high-resolution cameras, according to a senior U.S. official. The Chinese government cautioning against what they describe as hype, claiming they're still gathering facts. The Pentagon, now closely tracking the balloon, says it currently poses no physical threat to civilians, commercial aviation, or U.S. military assets. Still, on Wednesday, defense officials say, as a precaution, the U.S. Air Force mobilizing F-22 fighter jets in case the order was made to shoot down the balloon. See, this is, this is how a uh, Cold War becomes a real war, and you've got to keep a real close eye on that. You heard in the uh, ABC News there at the top of the hour... 
Chinese officials are calling this a civilian balloon. What, there are people in there? Really? Um, yeah, maybe they're saying that it's civilians that put the balloon up, not that there are people inside. I don't, I don't have a good answer for that. I'm spitballing here. A U.S. senior uh, defense official speaking to reporters yesterday said that the U.S. considered shooting down the balloon, but decided it was not worth the potential risk of debris falling on people and property in Montana below. I know there's nobody lives in Montana. It's because it's minus 30 there right now. What are you worried about? Clearly, the intent of the balloon is first surveillance, and uh, so the current flight path does carry it over a number of sensitive areas in Montana. Now, I, I don't, I know I don't a think lot I'd people, shoot it down. I think I'd just go get it. I just think I'd claim it. It's like it's in our airspace. It's ours now. Well, how would you get it? You have to shoot it down if you're going to get it. No, you don't. It's, it's hundreds of mi- uh, miles in the air. Man, if they can get James Bond... All the things oh he my needs. God. Now you're in balloons. You 007. You're you know, not, you know, 007 is not a real person, right? I'm just saying, Batman could make that happen. <laughs> All right. Um, this is the scary. I mean, F-22 Raptors. We can't bring down a balloon safely. Okay. We're scrambled um, after the Billings Airport was closed down, and many people had said, "Hey, there's a unidentified flying object." When U.S. officials said that they were pretty sure that. It was a Chinese balloon that was there to gather intelligence. That's, you know, when mm-hmm. the U.S. military kind of went into a not, not super high-risk order, but when you uh, scramble jet fighters mm-hmm. because of it, potential for That's some a, problems that could there. Be, that could be problematic. You're right. The other, the other thing I wonder here, too, um, and, and the U.S. government also said that Balloons are capable of taking high-resolution photographs and potentially intercepting electronic communications for the fraction of a cost of launching a satellite. Mm-hmm. But there are currently satellites that are flying over that can do the exact same thing of balloons that this balloon was doing. However, once again, a satellite is not flying over U.S. airspace. The balloon was over U.S. airspace. It makes me wonder... Yeah, just go get it. It makes me wonder, Is is this not necessarily a big thing according to uh u.s government officials because maybe we're doing the same exact thing in china i don't know i mean i hope so but whatever but i mean i'm it, just it would make sense right it, i'm it's telling like why you. they're going okay this is not a big thing because if we make a big thing out of this china's gonna go you guys are doing the exact same thing in china you have balloons flying over our airspace all the time i just say if you really want to know what's going on just go get it. If we could put people how, in how space, how do you go get that? Though, look, it doesn't. It doesn't really matter how they do it. <laughs> I'm not saying I just do want it. to do it. <laughs> if, we don't. How did, I, I didn't know there was technology to just fly up and uh, you know hundreds of miles and just grab a balloon out, of, out there, of the air. I really think there are plenty of ways that you could capture that balloon. In one way, shape, or form. Okay, I really. If it was do. on the ground, yeah, but I don't know how you do it when it's. That it's far a balloon. Up. We've yeah. got the technology you, to bring it down. You did hear, the, yeah, shoot it down. You did hear the balloon is the size of three school buses, right? Look, 
All I'm saying is, if the balloon pops and that thing falls into United States territory, you're going to get a really good look. See, now, I look, guess, I guess a maybe bird you could, shoot. could just accidentally fly through that Birds thing at a million miles. And, you know, it could, it, it could be a special there's, bird. There's the Chinese spy balloon right there on television. Yeah, look, yeah. there it is. Yeah, that's no moon. That's a balloon. <laughs> Thank you for the quote today I'm, on I'm, Star Wars. I'm just saying, it's a balloon. Damn it. Go get the thing. It's just a damn balloon. I don't know how. Just do it. We have the technology, don't we? We can send people all over the world. We can send people to the moon. We've got satellites orbiting and landing on Mars, for God's sake. We can go get a balloon. Do I know exactly what the procedure is? No, but there is. (laughs) We're smart. You don't you don't know what it is, but you know there is one. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Man, you need to go into politics. I don't know. I, I don't know how to do this, but we just need to do it. Hey, I'm no George Soros, okay? Great, great politician. <laughs> um, this just goes more, once again, into, you had mentioned it a little bit earlier this morning, there are people who believe that we are eventually going to be at war with China. It's, it's yeah. stupid little stuff like this. Somebody is out there right now, right now that knows how to bring that balloon down safely. Just, just call and tell Mike. We've got the technology, Mike. Somebody, somebody we've got a ten million dollar has, man out there for crying out loud. We got some bionics. We can, we can make that work. Somebody has to have a big dart gun that you could shoot two hundred miles into the air. I'm just saying, Iron Man, he'd have I mean, that is, thing down lickety split. Is it, it is it is Montana after all? They've yeah. got they've got guns in Montana, don't they? I think. Well, I think they do. <laughs> Wouldn't shock me to find out Montanans were shooting at the stupid thing. Well, I'll bring that thing down. Look, if it flew over the Dutton Yellowstone Ranch, they'd have it down. <laughs> and they'd have an escape plan. You know, there'd be an exit strategy. You don't know how, but they, you know that they would be Well, down. you know, they'd, they'd figure it out. Don't mess with the Duttons, man. Um, this uh, email, no name on this one, Mike at KBY.com. China has been flying balloons over the United States for decades for many reasons. And once again, if, if they're allowed to fly, you know, because you're not allowed to come into U.S. Air fa- air- airspace without permission. If this is the case, why are we not shooting them down? Why, why are we just letting them fly over U.S. airspace? Because that is, you know, against the law. And my question, I answered the question kind of by saying, if this particularly might be the case, is it because the U.S. is doing the exact same thing and we don't want China shooting down our balloons either? I don't know. That's a good question. I I don't know the answer to that, but I guarantee we go get that balloon if we want it. I'd like to see your uh, diagram on how this would be done. 208-336-3700. 208-336-3700. It would look like it came straight out of fourth grade. My stick figures and like, here's the balloon. I know it looks like the moon. Let's get a check on what's going on with sports. Once again, this morning, it's brought to you by Pork Belly and Cuna, the place to go for lunch every day. They are open seven days a week from 7 a.m. to 2 p.m. That's right. They're open for breakfast right now. Great way to start out your weekend with a delicious breakfast at Pork Belly and Cuna. All right. Broncos basketball team, 8-2 and two in conference play, tied for first place with San Diego State. And they will play tonight, says Bob Beeler. Both teams are in the top 30 in the NCAA's net computer rankings. And a win tonight for the Broncos would be a quad one on the road. Coach Rice talked about what he's expecting tonight from the Aztecs. Consistent defense and their consistent rebounding and their pressure they put on you. And so first and foremost, you have to handle that. And 
you know, we're going to have to handle a blitzkrieg. That They're going to come at us so hard, especially if they sense that Shaver's hurt or, you know, not playing or any of those kind of factors. And Boise State won three defensive battles last season by a total of seven points. Tip time tonight is at 7. Our coverage will begin at 6.30 on 6.70 a.m. Bob Beeler, News Talk KBOI. All right, we'll be paying attention. We'll let you know all about it on Monday, just in case you miss. KBOI News Time is 7.16. Time for the Morning Market Report. Powered by CapEd Credit Union. Keeping you informed about your money before the market opens. Sponsored by Tree City Advisors. On News Talk KBOI. Boise. 722, Jeremiah Bates with us once again for a Friday morning to talk about your money or what looks like might be a lack of money if you're invested in the stock market as of this morning. Uh, today was jobs reports day, and as soon as the jobs report went public, we saw the stock market drop about 150 points. I'm, I'm just guessing as you suss this out, Jer- Jeremiah, that more good news was bad news again. Yeah, that's uh, it seems like the redundant theme that we're working with every month as these job reports come out. I'm do the best Lee Corso that I can do to the markets. It's not so fast. If you reverse the clock to a couple days ago, there was very the investor sentiment changed upon the statements made by Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell stating that we're starting to see deflationary pro- the deflationary process starting to begin. Well, this job number kind of can speak to the contrary to that, because this is not a good job number if you're rooting for the Federal Reserve to pause or cut rates. The expectation of the amount of jobs that were going to be added in the U.S. for the month of January, it was roughly 187,000. The reported number came in at 517,000 jobs, so it completely blew away expectations. We have an unemployment rate to, that's at 3.4%. That's the lowest that we've seen since May of 1969. Um, and by the way, we had revisions to the December and November number of jobs added, stating that we actually added more jobs in those two months than what we previously had thought. So bottom line is this Friday, this job number that we've seen, it's, it's, it's signaling to investors that the Federal Reserve likely has to do more to bring down, like tighten more to, to tighten financial conditions. Because if wage growth remains stubbornly high, that's a structural inflationary driver. So bottom line is a good jobs report. Again, just like you said, it's, it's, a, it's a good news is bad news for the markets. However, if we're kind of zooming out here and we're looking at this soft landing picture, meaning we are seeing inflation starting to trend down, which is good. But the problem with this jobs number is that we, we might see inflation start to tick back up if wages continue to grow. But if this inflation trend continues to go down and job number still looks good, we could, in fact, hit that soft landing. Again, like I've said, too close to call. I think we, we need more jobs, probably another couple months of jobs reports to see how that's going. But that also kind of puts to bed the speculation of the recent headlines that we've seen of these mass layoffs. Clearly, we're still looking at a very strong uh, labor market. So that's certainly affecting the market this morning. Also, something definitely worthy of note, it's these major tech companies that reported earnings that did meet, did miss expectations to include Apple, Alphabet, which is the parent company of Google, and Amazon. All those companies disappointed in some way. And these are these represent just such huge percentage um, 
I guess, um, movement of the overall market. So you have factored these two things in, and it looks like we're going to end the week on a bit of a sour note and giving back some of the strong gains that we've seen over the past two days. Yeah, that's that's unfortunate, but we'll keep an eye on it. Right now, across the board, we're down all three of the indexes. NASDAQ, who has seen uh, the biggest run-up in since 1975 in one month run-up uh looks like it could lose some of the gains that they saw go up yesterday but we'll keep an eye on it we'll get another update for you uh from you in about an hour and then we'll talk to you uh once again on monday morning thanks jess broadcasting from the empire title studios we are news talk kboi 734, Rick Worthington in for Chris Walton again today. It is Open Phones Friday, brought to you by Fast Eddie's in Meridian on Eagle Road. Want to get a great start to your day? Get in today for energy drinks, over 400 to choose from, and a lot of them are on special every single day at Fast Eddie's. Some emails in. Uh, Robin writes in, hi, Mike. There are nuclear weapons storage facilities in Montana. Just saying. Yeah, that's... 100 percent true you've got a big air force base there that's what i was thinking too uh, house uh houses intercontinental ballistic missiles so yeah there 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 could be some problems as far as what to spy on uh, another email no name on this says uh, writes in says mike you sound dumbfounded that we would allow other countries to illegally fly into our airspace in the united states we're allowing 20,000 people per day to invade our country on the southern border, and we welcome such activity. This country is screwed on so many levels, and at this point, we just have to accept it. Incompetent leaders is what will get us into World War III. Well, I'm happy we haven't made it there yet. Uh, another email. I think we have a laser that would take that balloon out. I don't know what uh, the laser's range is, but with that sort of power, we should be able to reach the balloon with a laser. They took out a fighter jet with it as a demonstration, so I think a balloon would be no problem. I didn't, yeah. think, I didn't think about lasers. Laser like a, beams. Yeah, might be a possibility. Uh, another email. We are capable of taking it down, but won't because Biden is a foreign agent for China. <laughs> I'm sure China has informed Biden he is not going to take it down till it's over the Atlantic Ocean, and Montana is nothing but open space, so our government to say that they might hit something or someone is just a stupid lie to keep it in the air. China doesn't fly spy balloons all the time. If they did, we would hear about them in the news, or we wouldn't have heard this time either because they're commonplace. So he's saying mm-hmm. that if, if spy balloons have been flying, as, as a person had written in a little bit earlier this morning, um, for years, this wouldn't be big news. Yesterday, I guess it happened on Wednesday, uh, and the fact that it closed down the uh, airport for two hours, you're probably right. If this was if this was happening every single day or you know a few times a year, mm-hmm. this wouldn't have been as big of money and had jets being scrambled um, out of Billings on on Wednesday. John writes in, capturing high-altitude balloons. We have already tested the technology that will pop that balloon. It's essentially a high-powered laser. This was done in the 80s. Just wait till it's over California airspace. Gavin needs something else to whine about. (laughs) 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 All right. A lot of good ideas. Sounds like, Rick, uh, some of those are saying, yes, Rick, you were right. We have the technology to take the balloon down. I mean, drones seem like the smartest way to me in order to bring a balloon like that down safely because the idea of bringing a balloon down you don't have to pop the thing and just send it plummeting to the earth you relieve it of uh air in a gradual sense and it's not hot air so it's yeah yeah 
208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon wireless uh, email, mike at kby.com. I don't know how you do us. it. I'm just saying I'm, there's technology out there, Mike. I liked your idea of Iron Man if Iron Man were real. Don't you even. Don't you even. The Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and, and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. If you want to get through today, it's very easy to do. You can also email us. Chris is out, so if you're going to email, just remember to email Mike at KBOI.com. President Biden was at it yesterday, again. I, I, I'm, I'm guessing he misspoke, or maybe I mean he is the first president to have a transgender member of his administration. Maybe there might be more than we uh, thought that there was. Yesterday he was speaking on the 30th anniversary of Family and Medical Leave Act, and uh, his statement said that more than half the women in his cabinet. And more than half the women in his administration are women. Okay. So, do, so, so does that mean that the other half are male? <laughs> I'm guessing he misspoke once again yesterday. Mixed, <laughs> mixed up his words. More than half my, the women in my administration are women. Okay. Hey, that does happen from time to time. I'm not going to... Oh, it happens every day with him. I see. He misspeaks almost every single day. Well, now we've never seen that happen from a president of the United States, have we? No, not at all. The funny thing is, uh, you know, how much less pushback there is on this. I mean, when Trump misspoke, people lost their minds. It's happened so often with Biden that people, it's just expected, I guess, now. Mm-hmm. Um, yesterday... Uh, Ilan Omar was removed from the Foreign Relations Committee that she has served on because of past anti-Semitic remarks. And uh, she is a part of the squad, and the squads lost their mind. They called it racist that that she was taken off the Foreign Relations Committee. Never mind the fact that she made anti-Semitic remarks numerous times in the past and even has admitted it and apologized for it well see that's the thing right there they're Any, calling it racist anytime you're in politics and you say something that it, you have to apologize for there's always going to be some type of retribution and or uh repercussions for that later on it, it happens all the time every day in politics it happens in this case that it was you know talking about congress so it gets a lot more publicity because of that, but it all the time in politics, when you'd say something that you later have to apologize for, you're going to get a hit for it. Well, and I mean, quite frankly, if you're anti-Semitic, you probably shouldn't be on the Foreign Relations Committee, right? You could definitely make that argument, yes. Now, in this case, because she is a Muslim and she is a person of color and she is female, there are a lot of different reasons for her to say, hey, you're targeting me. And I know that uh, OAC, in fact, was screaming at the top of her lungs. No, it was Representative uh, Rashida Tlaib. Take a listen. Speech warriors today, the hypocrisy is obvious to the American people. You are showing who you all are, really. The gentlewoman's time has expired. I will not be silenced. The gentlewoman's time has expired. Omar. 
the gentleman's so time has expired. That our country is failing you today through this chamber. You the, belong the gentleman is no longer recognized, and the the gentleman. She went. Uh, she went kind of nuts. Yeah, OAC did too. Yeah, she was. She the whole squad. Yeah, uh, was really upset, and the whole squad was calling it absolutely racist that this happened my question would be this and i know we have to get to sports here if this was turned around and say a jewish person had made a racial remark would they be perfectly fine with that and be standing up for that person well i think it depends if it's a white man or not if it was a white man if a white man white jewish man made a racial comment would they be backing their candidate or their fellow congressman saying no she she apologized or he apologized for it so this is this is just a racist attack. There's absolutely no way in the world that that would happen. Yeah. No way. Well, I I hate to speculate on things like that, Mike. As you know, we don't live in a perfect world. I know that her being on the Foreign Relations Committee may not have been the best choice for her after having made those comments before. By, by the way, that is the only committee that McCarthy said she is being removed from. Just the Foreign Relations Committee. She can still serve on all the other committees, but didn't think that it was a good idea for an anti-Semite to be on a Foreign Relations Committee. It's a reasonable, it's a reasonable yeah. thought, but I don't know that everyone will agree with oh, that. Oh, of course. Well, you got yeah. the squad that's freaking out. Of course. Uh, your thoughts, if you want to weigh in, your chance to do that right now as we take another final look at what's going on with sports once again today. Big day for uh, Boise State, of course. This update is brought to you by Pork Belly and CUNA. It's in the name, Pork. If you like pork, it's the place to go. Get into CUNA today. They are open seven days a week. They've been open for 45 minutes, ready to serve you breakfast right now. Did you see what happened with Derek Carr the other day? <laughs> yes. It just drives me crazy. So, I know because you're a Raiders fan. So I get it. Derek Carr has won very few games for the Raiders. He did throw for a lot of yards. He threw for a lot of touchdowns. He also threw for a lot of damn picks and a lot of losses. But he is now a Pro Bowl quarterback, even though the Raiders have decided they're going to part ways. So they're doing uh, these pro bowl things at the raiders facility and Derek carr has got his raiders gear on because he's a raiders quarterback still. Oh, and he also made the pro bowl yeah and as <laughs> as a pro bowl deal they've got them doing all these skill competitions and Derek carr was killing it he was just straight throwing dimes he won the accuracy contest yeah didn't he? that was the thing and so they asked him on nfl network you know if he's ever been hot like that he's like nope haven't been hot like that ever except you know, for like the last six years I've been here, and uh, I guess that's why I'm not playing here anymore. It's just he, uh, you do, there is, you do wonder though, because he is a good quarterback. No, he's not. He's got. I, I, he's a chump. Here's and what that's we're going to find he's walking. out. Here's what we're going to find out. Is it was it Derek Carr's fault, or was it the Raiders' management and coaches' fault? Once he gets a, a new job, I still think Derek Carr is a good quarterback and Shut can lead. A, I do. You don't even know. I know you don't like him because he sucked, or the Raiders sucked while he was quarterback. <laughs> you shut up. Over I, there. I still think KBY News Time. He's going to be playing somewhere next year. Ripcord. <laughs> be a part of the show at three three six thirty seven hundred or toll free one eight hundred five two nine KBOI. Now back to Casper and Chris on News Talk. KBOI. Do we really have 753. to? 753. We're going to talk Raiders stuff today now. It's Open Phones Friday, Rick. 
People can talk oh, about whatever gonna, they want, whether you like it or not. This is going to hurt so bad. Okay. Shut your mouth Let's when you do talk it. to me. <laughs> James in Nampa, good morning. You're on News Talk KBY. Hi, James. Are you a Raiders fan or no? Die hard. Okay. God bless us both. Die hard Raiders fan. And I think, personally, uh, Derek Carr has been ridiculed and ridiculed when every year we don't have an offensive line. Right. Ever since, ever since Al Davis died, like, we have not had good management in that organization. We bring in weapons. We have Devontae Adams, Renfro, Waller, uh, Josh Jacobs, and Derek Carr has broke every single Raiders passing record possible. And people talk crap about D.C., Hey, I'm a BSU fan. I hated him when he was in college. But he is one of the better quarterbacks in the league. And people that ridicule him, they're just mad because they're delusional Raider fans like most of my friends are that think we're going to the Super Bowl every year. You just described Rick like, Worthington right there. No, 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 no. no. I, I'm just the opposite. I've come to find that it's way easier to assume they're going to lose <laughs> 12 games a year and then you know no i know i lower my expectations every year so that i don't you know drop earmuffs kind of words around my kids all season long (laughs) thank you for thank you for the call you have to remember too and i guess while you're still here before we let you go you have to remember when the new head coach took the job he said he didn't like Derek carr from the beginning so you had to know that this was probably coming when yeah. his contract is I don't up. like Derek Carr either. I get it. I don't like him. Because I don't like to lose. Line. I'm sorry. It's was... the O-line. That's the biggest problem. No, it's the not. offensive line. It's year not. Year in, year out. It's not. We have it's not the offensive line. It's it's a matter of holding the ball for five yeah, many, seconds and then the having somebody come smack you from behind and that knock would, the ball out of your hand. That would be the offensive line for holding onto the ball. They turnovers, turnovers, turnovers. Derek Carr is guilty of the most blatant and ugliest turnovers mankind has ever seen. It's a little hyperbolic there, Rick. Maybe. Um, email in. It is open. You should Friday. see me on Sundays. I'm the grouchiest <laughs> man alive. Um, it is open phones Friday, and it's brought to you by Fast Eddie's. And Damn Meridian. you for bringing it up. Uh, Doug writes in, good morning, Mike. Since we might not be sure about the balloon as a mystery balloon, it should be forced down. It's like civilian driving into military property, like into Area 51. What would happen to that civilian if they did that? Yeah, it's a good point. Kent writes in, my question for Joe Biden, how is it possible for a politician who has done nothing else in their life but hold public office be able to afford a house valued at, house valued at $2.74 million? Quite lavish for a lifelong politician. Don't you think, Joe? And this is uh, one of the several properties that he owns. I'm thinking those that uh, you work for could never afford any one of them. Show us, Joe. How is it possible? We'll wait. I, I don't know that I would go. Can't tell you how he made all of his his money. I mean, I, I think this is not a Joe Biden issue as much as it is a politician in Washington issue. Not and the only one, yeah. I don't know that that. That argument is going to hold too much water for the rest of uh, the Washington elite. Wayne writes in, uh, regarding the employment of women in the White House, I think the president must have been peaking because, to the best of my knowledge, nobody in the administration has even been able to define what a woman is. (laughs) 
You can you can give Joe Biden a bad time, and I, I'm okay with that. But he did nominate and bring Kamala Harris along, and that's pretty big for women. Remember, half as he said yesterday, half the women in his administration are women. I don't think he's afraid to put women in in office or in positions of power, is what I'm saying. And I don't know what the numbers are, but I mean, give give the man a little bit of credit. You can if you want. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. It's Representative Bruce Skog is introducing an updated version of a past bill that would make gender-affirming care to kids a felony. The Vulnerable Child Protection Act would make performing sex reassignment surgery, prescribing puberty blockers, or hormone therapy to treat patients with gender dysphoria a felony, punishable by up to 10 years in prison rather than up to life in prison. Representative Skog likens this to the laws preventing kids from smoking, drinking, or signing contracts because they're too young to make these kinds of decisions. That's what's going on in the Idaho legislature. One of many things. It's one that just passed the Utah legislature and was signed in into law. And there are other states, but it looks, I'll be surprised if this does not pass through um, here in the Idaho legislature Mm -hmm. this year. Interesting yesterday, and if you missed it, I don't know how many of you had a chance to listen to the Nate Shellman Show, or if you have a chance to listen to the Nate Shellman Show on a regular basis, but yesterday afternoon, he had a very interesting guest that was talking about this. Uh, her name was Chloe Cole. She is a self-described former trans kid who detransitioned after undergoing years of puberty blockers and an irreversible double mastectomy when she was 15 years old. Cole is now traveling across cross country to share her story and raise the alarm about gender transition procedures on children, a growing trend she calls child abuse and medical experimentation. This is someone who has gone through it, who has a child, who had parents that said, okay, I, w- I want this to happen. And she said it was pushed by her doctor who said to her parents, said, do you want a child to go through the transition Surgery, or do you want a dead child? Ugh. So it didn't take long before medical professionals fast-tracked Chloe uh, or Cole into a medically transitioning from a girl into a boy, a trend that she now claims is exploding among children, as we've seen across the country. Cole was put on puberty blockers and testosterone at 13 years of age, which caused a ripple of negative side effects, including unbearable hot flashes and what she describes as an endless feeling of boredom. Cole continues to experience joint pain from weakened bone density, a known side effect from puberty blockers, as well as certain allergies and ongoing urinary tract infections. But all this pales in comparison to, she says, the double mastectomy that she underwent at age 15, which permanently removed both of her breasts and permanently disfigured her. That's her claims. Wow. So she went through a long period of grief, she said, and came to regret the double mastectomy and the puberty blockers and decided to detransition in 2021. And she was on with Nate Showman yesterday. That's why I, I'm bringing this up. 
If you missed it, very interesting eye-opening interview from someone who has gone through it. Highly suggest you go to KBOI.com if you missed that interview yesterday. Take a listen. It's on the uh, podcast at KBOI.com. Something that I'm sure we'll be talking about once again every Thursday and Friday. We have legislators in coming up uh, later this morning. Democratic Representative Nate Roberts, District 29 in Pocatello. Be in here in about 20 minutes. Uh, Republican Representative John Weber of District 34 in Rexburg will also uh, be with us uh, shortly after that, talking about what's going on in the Idaho legislature. Other big news in the legislature this week, finally, after a month, property taxes are finally being looked at. Three different bills presented in the legislature this week, hoping to deal with property taxes. We'll go over uh, some of those coming up here for you this morning, try to get your input on what you would like to see out of those three bills. No guarantee whether or not one, two, or all three bills might make it out of committee and actually get voted upon, or it could be a combination that they put together and say, all right, let's put this together as a bill, and this will be what gets voted on. But at least now, after a month, property taxes are starting to be a priority. It seems to be that way. I hope that is the case. Just because there are proposals doesn't mean anything will get No, but at least down, they're talking you know. about it, right? Yeah, that, that's, that's what we've been waiting a month for. So um, the bills that were introduced yesterday, one would subsidize residential property taxes using sales tax revenue. So in other words, they would take a certain amount of sales tax revenue and push that towards property tax relief. Another would index the homeowner's exemption, which means the exemption would increase as the value of the market does, which right now it's capped at $125,000. And as you've seen, the market's gone up Hundreds of hundreds of thousands of dollars over the last few years. Your homeowner's exemption has not. And another one would index the homeowners, uh, or the third bill, rather, which is backed by House GOP leadership, would give money to school districts for facility construction, and that's meant to ease the necessary need for districts to seek bonds, which directly affects property taxes. So when they need to build something, they need to update a school, um, remodel, or if they need to build a new school, for instance, You've got to go to the voters and say, hey, we need more money. Um, we've got to vote on a bond. Your taxes then go up. Um, this bill also would also raise the exemption slightly, too. I like I like where all three of them... I'd like to see a combination of all three of them, to tell you the truth. I like all, all three of the bills, but I would like to see a little bit... I, I really think the exemption for homeowners needs to go up. From the cap of one hundred and twenty-five thousand, so that it moves, you know, with with inflation, it wouldn't be. It's a little like California and Prop Thirteen, but it's it's not all the same. And I know a lot of people would like to see similar bill to Prop Thirteen. I just don't think think you're going to see that here in Idaho. I'm I'm not sure what the answer is on this. I, I lots of people have ideas. Not all of them work for everyone. It's really hard to find something out there that actually does work for everyone. I think the, the the people that you need to be concerned about first, though, are seniors who have the price of their homes going up so much that they can't afford to live there anymore yeah. because of the taxes that are involved in keeping those homes. After, they, I think after they've paid their home off. Those are the people that are being affected the most. You have to con- You have to consider them first because they've been there so long, and they deserve to stay there. Mm-hmm. So... Do that first, and then you know we can figure out the rest of the the 
workforce that's out there. We'll talk more about this after 9 o'clock. If you want to uh, email your thoughts on those bills, uh, you feel free to do that right now. It is Open Phones Friday, and uh, we've got legislators in here coming up in just a few minutes. Uh, but if you want to talk about it, get your thoughts in, you can email us, Mike, at KBY.com. You can also text us, 208-336-3700. Stay tuned. Coming up next, we've got a chance, final chance, of that $50 gift certificate to Costa Vida. We'll get to that with a Casper and Chris damn near impossible question right after Bronco Sports Today. Download the 670 KBOI app for your smartphone for free. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 8.22, it's the Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question, brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty, 208-888-4128. That's the number to call for all your real estate needs. Jeremiah, going to get first crack, trying to pick up that $50 gift certificate. Costa Vida this morning. Uh, Jeremiah, yesterday, Groundhog Day. In Groundhog Day history, though, the Groundhog once saw only a partial shadow. One time in history, saw a partial shadow. What was the reason for seeing just a part of his shadow that year? Well, it was 1942, and that was when World War II was occurring, and the war clouds blocked out part of his shadow. That is exactly oh, right. Oh, it was the war clouds. War that, clouds oh, blocked out his parts of his shadow. That poor little groundhog. There's only uh, one year, by the way, that the groundhog never made an appearance, and it also had to do with the war in 1943, the only year he has never made an appearance. Do you know, uh, back in 1887, first time, first year of ground, Groundhog Day, you know what the groundhog did after seeing a shadow or not seeing a shadow? No. Uh, he got he got served up for uh, a feast. They ate right. him. <laughs> Delicious. Apparently, yeah. A penny, many parts of a groundhog are edible. People in attendance said that uh, the groundhog was very tender that year. Okay. Yeah. So, well. congratulations, Jeremiah. You got a fifty dollars <laughs> gift certificate. Uh, a lot of changes in Groundhog Day since the uh, beginning back in the eighteen hundreds. Uh, Canada yesterday, this was kind of an interesting story. Um, I don't know if you know, A, that Canada had uh, Groundhog Day too. Um, no, I didn't. Yesterday, they kind of didn't have Groundhog Day because Fred LaMarmot died. <laughs> so as they were ready to bring him out, uh-huh. they realized that the groundhog was dead and had to announce to the crowd oh. that... <laughs> Listen, everybody, we're really sorry about sorry. this, but we got to tell you, though, that uh, the groundhog, yeah, he... Uh, when, uh, He's no longer with us, eh? When the organizer, uh, you know, put on his toque to go wake him up. That's a cold groundhog right there, eh? He, he had no vital signs, eh? So he had to uh, tell the crowd that uh, there would be no, you know, official start to spring or uh, see if the winter was going to be a little bit longer. Hey, wake up the groundhog, you. They uh, also said that apparently he'd been dead for quite a while because the hole stunk up to the high heavens. Oh, yeah, super dead. So apparently, that groundhog, he's par- gone. Apparently he'd been dead for a while and died during hibernation. Um, they did go on with a stuffed groundhog. I mean, like a stuffed plush animal groundhog. But they don't think that that's legal, eh? Because you know it wasn't a real ground- hey, groundhog. That's not a real groundhog, eh? Yeah. Take and, it back. And end of story. Closer. End of story. You know. <laughs> Crazy. You go wake up. I'm the sorry. Groundhog I can't. And he's dead. I can't even stop. <laughs> Fred is dead, eh? Uh, can't make this stuff up, can you? He's not going to be playing any hockey, I tell you that. <laughs> Stick around. Uh, on the way for you still this morning. More chances to get your golf tickets. Boise Golf Show is happening next weekend. You want to go absolutely free, we'll hook you up. 
on the way when we come back every Thursday and Friday morning. We uh, talk Canadians to are very offended by legislators right who make the news. Me? Yeah. You were doing it before I was doing I it well, though. You weren't yeah. doing it well at all. Uh, I, I don't know about that, eh? You're on your own, eh? I don't know about that, Take eh? Off. Uh, coming up here, uh, we're going to be talking to uh, House Representatives coming up today. Democratic Representative Nate Roberts will be with us coming up here first, and then we'll talk with Republican Representative John Weber, District 34 in Rexburg. That's on the way in the coming hour. Talk about the latest in the legislature on the way next. Don't go away. News Talk KBOI covers the Idaho legislature, all of the issues, all of the debates. Today, we have Idaho State representatives joining Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. 8.38. Mike Casper here with you this morning and uh, every Thursday and Friday morning. We talk to the legislators who are making the laws in the Idaho legislature. And uh, today, Democratic Representative Nate Roberts, District 29, Ocatello, member of the House Agricultural Affairs Committee, member of the House Commerce and Human Resources Committee, and also House Health and Welfare Committee. You are serving your first term in the House. Welcome. First time that you've uh, been here to KBOI. Appreciate you taking a few minutes of time with us this morning. Absolutely. I'm very, very much enjoying this and looking forward to the conversation. Let's start things off. I always uh, like to get the uh, impressions on first term legislators um what are first off let's start off any big surprises things that surprised you here in your first month in your first term i can't really say surprises you know i've been involved uh you know in the building since 2018 you know revolving around the world uh of the capital Uh, definitely a different situation looking down from the gallery as compared to being on the floor itself but uh the things that I've really enjoyed has been getting to meet so many other representatives and having the conversations that uh, we don't get to have on the campaign. You know, it's a lot easier. We, we all have common goals, and that is to make Idaho a better place. It's just a matter of our opinions on how best to do that. And, of course, you know, the conversation is, is 100% uh, a part of finding that common ground and making sure that we're working for Idahoans in the best way we can. I think a lot of people from the outside view it, especially when it comes to, you know, the bipartisanship of it. If there's partisan parts, you've got the Republicans and you've got the Democrats. Is it as acrimonious as everybody thinks it is? Is it as acrimonious as you thought that it might be going into it? I mean, I personally haven't seen that, uh, you know, in my interactions, but, you know, there's definitely levels in that building. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, this last week we, we saw uh, an issue on debate on the floor. And, uh, you know, Representative Nekochea was, uh, as we see it, kind of shut down on her uh, debate on a bill. And, um, you know, so there is some of that happening in the building. But for the most part, we all get along. You know, it, it gets a little crazy once in a while. And, uh, you know, people's uh, get a little bit of an edge to them maybe. But... Typically, we we try to work those things out because we're still working together regardless of, you know, whether we uh, have an issue one day or not. We have to change things, you know, from minute to minute and make sure that we're trying to to reach across and make things happen. So you're not wanting to punch somebody? No, no, (laughs) not at all. Um, Let's talk a little bit. uh, You are on the uh, House Health and Welfare Committee. One of the things being looked at in this legislature, Medicaid and Medicare expansion. Uh, Tell us a little bit about, you know, what your hopes and goals are when it uh, comes to that. 
Well, I can tell you, you know, I was really happy with, uh, I honestly, I'm, I'm very pleased with my committee members. We've got, <clears throat> pardon me. We've got a, a, uh, a great committee there. I, you know, the, the individuals that are on that committee are looking to, you know, be effective for Idahoans. Again, you know, they're looking at the cost and how we can be more efficient, but they also take into consideration that, uh, you know, we're talking about, uh, Idaho's most vulnerable citizens that are served by Medicaid, whether that be the expansion program or, you know, traditional Medicaid. Uh, we got through the, the Medicaid expansion portion and sent a letter uh, Tuesday to the Speaker of the House. And Chairman Vanderwoude, I think, uh, was did a very good job with that, uh, you know, moderating uh, between the sides that want to, uh, you know, bring the cost down while still providing the services. Of course, you know, we've seen over the last couple of years when Medicaid expansion started, we immediately went into a public health emergency with mm-hmm. covid and, uh, you know, the Trump administration put in the rule saying that we couldn't throw anybody off of that Medicaid expansion during that public health emergency. And so it's kind of inflated things a bit for the past two years. Uh, so the committee determined that it was probably a really good choice to let things kind of calm down a bit before we start to see, uh, you know, trying to find ways to, to cut the cost. Because we do expect to see, you know, roughly about 50,000 people lose their eligibility uh, due to the ending of the public health emergency. And so that's going to naturally bring the cost down on Medicaid expansion. But we're still covering, you know, people that fit in that gap where they uh, don't make enough money to be able to afford health insurance, but maybe make too much to receive Medicaid. Uh, so, but like I said, I was very pleased with the results that we came out in that committee on Medicaid expansion. And now we're starting to dive into the depths of the traditional Medicaid uh, budgeting, and uh, boy, I tell you, that can be a, a bus coming out the door. And if you're not ready for it, you know it's it's a lot of learning. You're gonna you're gonna get kind of drove over if you're not paying attention. And so you know, we're fortunate that the legislative service office is you know there uh, to help us really come to an understanding of of what's happening uh, in our budgeting process. And uh, I've been very pleased with the knowledge that our services office uh, employees have and their willingness to share and, and educate us, uh, especially as freshman right. legislators. Right. So, Another thing I want to talk about, and my guess is you're, this is probably something because it falls under health that you're going to be discussing, um, and this has to do with uh, Bill introduced this week, Medi- Medicare uh, or Medical Care for Teens with Gender Dysphoria, um, introduced that it would be a felony under Idaho legislation. And we've seen this around us. States like Utah just passed this bill. Governor has signed it. Um, what, what are your thoughts on, uh, what this is, this is something that's really taken off in the last couple of years, gender dysphoria and, you know, gender transformation and getting the surgery and puberty blockers and, and whatnot for kids. Where, where do you fall in this discussion? Well, I don't think that this is new. I think the issue has just drawn some attention at this stage. But honestly, you're talking about a very small portion of our uh, population. And the parents and the children are deeply involved in trying to, you know, find a, a method to be able to help the children out in that case. Um, there's, there's no doctors doing surgery in the state of Idaho on a minor to, you know, change their gender. 
Um, but these puberty blockers can help, an, uh, you know, a child deal with some of the issues that they may be fighting with. You know, I mean, um, those with gender dysphoria do have a higher rate of suicide or suicidal thoughts. And uh, puberty blockers and treatments like that can help them deal with things, uh, you know, until they reach an age where they can maybe stabilize a little bit on their thought process or be able to make the choice as an adult for themselves as to, as to what they want to do. But like I said, I don't really believe this is a new issue when it comes to right. those that are going through it, but it's definitely drawing some attention from those that might be farther out in right field right. than the standard Idahoan. Do you, do you think it is a good idea, like you said, that in, you say that there's no doctors in Idaho that are operating right now currently on uh, minors. Do you think this is a good preemptive bill to have to make sure that it doesn't happen, that parents aren't allowing their children to do this? You know, to I mean, you're talking about getting involved in law, you know, in, in personal's private medical lives. Do you think this is a good preemptive strike to make it a felony if this if a doctor ever does want to happen? No, I completely disagree with the idea that a preemptive bill can be uh, beneficial for anybody. You know, I mean, you're creating uh, laws to deal with something that uh, doesn't exist. And <clears throat> to be preemptive on that is just adding more difficulty to the lives of Idaho. You're adding more words in, in our code. And the governor's ZBR program is all about trying to, to clarify our code, remove some you know extra words. And uh, this is just going to be a problematic issue that we don't need to deal with. Representative Nate Roberts, District 29 in Pocatello. I know you're a little nervous being in here. Uh, you did a fantastic job. Thank you. Yeah, for your first time in here at the KBOI studios. Thanks for coming in. Appreciate taking a few minutes with us. Um, and uh, my guess is there's a really good chance we could be talking to you again before the uh, end of the legislative session because, I mean, there are only three uh, of you Democrats that are uh, in the legislature. Three. Well, it's a little bit more than that, but the number is rather limited. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for coming in. Appreciate uh, taking time. KBOI News Time, 848. News Talk KBOI covers the Idaho legislature, all of the issues, all of the debates. Today, we have Idaho State representatives joining Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. 849, I'm Mike Casper, and uh, every Thursday and Friday, once again, we take time to uh, talk to the uh, lawmakers in the Idaho legislature, and on Thursdays, we talk to the Senate. Friday's reserved for the House, and uh, I'd like to welcome uh, in here with us this morning, uh, Rep- uh, Republican Representative John Weber, District 34 in Rexburg. Thank you, sir, for taking a few minutes uh, to talk with us here this morning. Hey, great. Uh, great to be with you. Thank you. Um Representative, I uh, wanted to ask you first off, you, you have a bill that you are currently uh, working on, a uh, public defense bill. Can you explain what it is and uh, what it will do? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, last year uh, the House passed 735, House Bill 735, which uh, addressed the funding aspect of public defense, basically removing the uh, charity levy from the counties. And, uh, and uh, this year... We are uh, working on restructuring public defense uh, throughout the state uh, previously and currently. In fact, it's uh, on the shoulders of the counties. And uh, we uh, experienced in the state uh, a lawsuit by the ACLU 
regarding public defense, and so uh, we're addressing that and uh, moving it to uh, function in the state. Once again, we're talking with uh, Representative John Weber. Um, he's uh, chair of the House Ways and Means Committee, member of the House Commerce and Human Resources Committee, House Local Government Committee, and also a member of the House Revenue and Taxation Committee. Um, before we get to uh, questions on uh, property taxes here, um, this is your, your serving your second term in the House. And I just want to ask, trying to get an idea in the lay of the land in the legislature so far this year, um, compare and contrast the last legislative term and this term so far i know we're only a month into uh into it is there any big differences in the people that you're working with and how it is to work with people yeah you know we have uh 70 amazing members of the house they come from different backgrounds and occupations experiences that uh, really bring uh unique um uh things to the house that uh you know, that we can uh, explore and work together. They're great people, uh, have different ideas, obviously. We may agree, we may not agree uh, on those. But uh, that's what makes this process so great. Uh, certainly the first two, uh, uh, the first session, as uh, the 66th session, was um, a little bit different. We went to uh, navigate through uh, the pandemic and COVID and um and that was certainly different. We experienced the longest session in the history of um, the legislature. And, uh, you know, and combine that with getting our feet under us, uh, uh, being new to legislature. And uh, uh, so from that aspect, uh, you know, it was a little bit more challenging, but we made it through. I think we did amazing things um, in tax relief. Um, and uh, this, Started this new session, of course, new leadership and uh, 31 new members of the House. Um, uh, things are great so far, but it is only a month, right? <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> you're exactly right. We call it the honeymoon period, right? Everything's good, but uh, it's starting to heat up. Um, and uh, but still, uh, still working hard. Well, and probably starting to heat up because you're you're starting to get into some uh, different bills that are not easily um, going to be discussed as they get through, and you had talked about uh, taxes there, and that's kind of a nice little transition. You are on the House Revenue and Taxation Committee, and this week we have started to see some movement on uh, priorities. Governor Brad Little, in his State of the State address, said that uh, property tax relief would be one of the main priorities that he has for the legislature this year. Um, Republican leadership has said the same thing. And there were three um, new bills that were talked about being introduced this week in the legislature. As a matter of fact, it was just yesterday. One would subsidize residential property taxes using sales tax revenue. Uh, the other bill would index the homeowner's exemption, which means the exemption would increase as the value of the market does. And the third bill, which is backed by House GOP leadership, would give money to school districts for facility construction. It's meant to ease the necessity of districts to seek bonds, which, of course, directly affects property taxes and those people in those districts. Uh, the bill would also uh, raise the exemption Slightly. Want to get your thoughts on what you think of each one of those proposals, and if you would weigh in on the chances of one of them breaking through, or maybe uh, even getting a couple of them to break through and get voted on by the legislature. Yes. Uh, so the three uh, 
bills were introduced yesterday, as you mentioned. Um, they uh, will all three receive a bill hearing, a public hearing, and uh, certainly uh, give the public the opportunity to weigh in on each of these. Uh, all three of them have uh, merit in their own right. Uh, the uh, the key is to give immediate property tax relief and uh, sustainable property tax relief over time. Uh, so when you're talking about uh, indexing uh, the homeowner's exemption, which would move that up to just under uh, 250000 uh, and, you know, that's immediate, uh, but it's also a shift. Uh, whenever you... Uh, raise that homeowner's exemption it's either going to industry or agriculture uh, and so we have to take a, uh, a, a serious look at the impacts that that would have uh, on the other industries or uh, keep in mind that there's some rural areas that uh, lack the other two uh, meaning uh, industry so the shift's going to be really uh, on the backs of agriculture so we uh, we need to vet that a little bit deeper and um, and see where that takes us. The other is uh, Senator Groh's bill at four and a half percent of sales tax that would be dedicated to property tax relief. Again, that would equate to uh, somewhere around 150 million ongoing. Uh, that is immediate. Uh, that has merit. Uh, we've got to study that out a little bit deeper and see some of the unintended consequences that this these bills have. Um, and the third one, as you mentioned, would uh, kind of encompass uh, several um, areas of, uh, of taxes, right. including uh, schools, bonds, and levies, uh, indexing, or, or the, um, the homeowner's exemption. Uh, so there's, uh, there's merits on all those. Representative uh, John Weber, District 34 in Rexburg. Our time is up with you today. Uh, appreciate you taking a uh, few minutes with us this morning and look forward to talking to you again soon. Hey, appreciate your time. Thanks for uh, allowing us to uh, get our message out. Take care. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. It is open phones Friday. We've got news coming up next at the top of the hour, and then our phone line's going to be open if you want to get through right now. Hey, from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 906, final hour, open phones Friday. And if you thought things had broken hell uh, all loose this morning earlier. Good morning this morning. How are you, my friend, Mr. Casper? (laughs) How many cups of coffee have you had so far? You know what? Did you know that if you give them an extra five bucks, they give you the IV bag? It's great. (laughs) Nate Shellman filling in. Chris Walton is out uh, sick again today. Rick Worthington had to take off, uh, move into his new palatial estates. And uh, Nate Shellman's going to come in and uh, help us with the uh, last hour. Of Following segment is paid for by Friday. caffeine. <laughs> Yummy caffeine. Wow. Drink it, rub it in your gums, <laughs> do whatever you need to do. Caffeine. One of the few legal drugs we have left. 
Um, it is Open Phones Friday. It's brought to you by Fast Eddie's in Meridian. If you want to get through, it's a chance for you to talk about anything and everything you want. And we have Nate Shellman here today. One thing, I'm so glad that you're in here this morning. Dead and Groundhog? I, I had, uh, <laughs> no, oh. We really could go <laughs> Dead Groundhog talk again, because I know how much into Letterkenny you are. I'm sure you could go off into a Canadian accent any, oh, at any, well, any I worked second. In, I worked in Canada, so I, <laughs> I, I, I did that. But uh, yeah, you know, after this, we'll, uh, we'll go down to the creek. And we'll play uh, the game of hockey with the uh, with a little ground chuck there, and we'll then uh, we'll go up to uh, to Quebec, great fishing in Quebec, and uh, <laughs> yeah, so we'll we'll go ahead and do that there. Hey, eh? you got a tuny on you. One thing I want to talk about, and I'm glad this is one of the reasons why I'm glad you're in here this morning. And I sent people to your podcast on an interview you had on your show yesterday, um, and, and something that we have talked about with the legislatures uh, legislators that we had in earlier this morning. Sandy is already writing in and said, I'm not convinced that the legislature you had in this morning is accurate, that no doctors are performing transgender surgeries on minors or using the pu- puberty blockers, etc., because I've seen it all advertised myself on St. Luke's website that they do transgender surgeries on youth as well as drugs that are used to help with the process. They listed two or three doctors that were doing that, and more interesting is when the word started getting around about it, it was mysteriously taking off their website, so it bears further investigation. Now, what he did say, once again, just to be specific, was he said that there were no doctors in Idaho that were performing the surgeries. Okay. He, d- he didn't say that there were not puberty blockers being used in Idaho, just said just the surgeries. And and that's, when it comes to Chloe Cole, which is, you know, the, the, they're all their own instances, right? I, I don't know if there's a playbook to go off of, but and to be, if I'm being completely honest, I can't stand talking about this topic because I don't have kids. I don't worry about it. I'm selfish. This doesn't affect mm. me. You don't. Um, you don't. You don't. You don't want to change your sex. No. Um, but at the same time, there are families that are dealing with this, and it's it seems to be so much of a fad. Ten years ago, we weren't talking no. about this. No, not at all. You know, there, there were, there were, there were. You know. It was going on 20 years ago. It was going on, but it wasn't the fad it seems to be now. And I use that word fad because it's, 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 it's a community. Social media is, you know, you know, we need to, we need to fight for rights for people, fight for rights for them. And, and everybody needs to be validated, which is not life. I'm sorry. It's just not life. Just because you want something. I'm an only child. Just because you want something bad enough doesn't mean you get it. Well, you did as an only child. Not all the time. I, I got told no plenty of times. Or I got told, wait till you're 18. Or I got told, wait till you're 21. I wanted to drive a car so bad, I stole my next door neighbor's car. <laughs> they didn't say, well, he wanted it so bad, we just let him have it. They didn't say, well, he was doing good with it, so it's okay. No, I, I the I, other thing they didn't say was he threatened to kill himself if he didn't get to drive a car, so we were okay with it. Right, and when it comes to when it comes to Chloe Cole and, and her parents, according to Chloe, you know her parents were told that if you don't go through with this, if you don't validate this, your kid is at a higher risk for suicide. And according to her, she didn't have any of the thoughts. She didn't have. She didn't make the threats. None of it. You know, you're talking about a 12 year old. At the time, according to her, twelve-year-old at the time, who said, "Hey, I want to be a boy," and then goes through six months of counseling, talk therapy, psychology, psychiatry, whatever. Okay, spoken word therapy, and then after that, the chemicals come in, and this is a still an evolving science. So, according to her, 
she has doctors and, um, uh, gosh, I want to say uh, specialists that say, hell, you know what, if you take this and you decide to you know, not take it anymore, it can all be undone. She's finding out that's not true. Yeah. And other people are finding out that's not true. Matt Walsh, um, Matt Walsh did a documentary, uh, What is a Woman? Right. And had somebody on as you know who found this out as well so thankfully the you know a lot of the parts weren't changed however she did go through a mastectomy at the age of 15 because she wanted to be a boy and it was right after that she started to change her mind about is this the path that she wanted to go down and according to her she didn't have a she didn't have a a grasp with the finality of what she was going through. And, you know, there, there might be plenty of blame to lay around. There might be plenty of blame on the parents. There might be plenty of blame on the doctors. And when you have somebody who is diagnosed with other mental disorders, whether it be autism or, or whatever, how they have that, how they can grasp that full, full acceptance. And I used a horrible analogy yesterday. I used a horrible comparison. And some of you might be able to, some of you guys might be able to uh, catch on to this. When I when I went through a vasectomy, I had no fewer than seven doctors or specialists or nurses run through the same gamut of, you know, this can be undone. This, you know, we, right. we try to make this permanent. Um, however, this is designed to be final. You know, if you decide to undo it, it may not, you may not have the results you want, so on and so forth. Seven people. But I grasped that because I'm an adult, mostly, and... <laughs> No, but I mean, it's, yeah. it's hard to do that for a kid yeah. who who may have something else going on in their head. By the way, they're a kid. I, re- I refer to kids as biological idiots because their brain isn't fully developed yet. Also, same reason we can't drink alcohol till we're 21, you know, because the brain isn't fully developed. So why allow them to go through this? The One of the issues I have with the legislation is it doesn't address talk therapy. It doesn't address psychology, psychiatry. It doesn't address... Sitting on the couch, talking to somebody. Is this, why do you feel this way? Because not all diagnoses are final. There, there could be challenges. What a lot of people are, are finding right now is if the kid isn't validated right away, you, are, you could be abusing your kid. If your kid, what, what they're finding out is if the kid says uh, that they want to change gender, you have to at that moment right. validate <laughs> them and, and, and support them in everything they do. You Which can't challenge them. That heading again of saying, no, you can tell your kid, no, you do it for a myriad of other reasons. The other, the other thing that kind of surprised me, um, you know, in, in another interview that I had seen with her that I had read, um, talking about the doctor telling her parents, it's like, well, is it better off to have the surgery or is it better off to have a dead child? Right. Which just seems hor- horrible for a doctor to tell. Mm-hmm. Because if, if that's the case... You've got other problems going on mentally that maybe you should be having looked at rather than changing your sex, right? I mean, you, you love you love all what? What are you up to now? 20 of your kids. Um, <laughs> that I know of. My parents loved me, and I can't count. I lost count of how many times they told me no. Told me no on a number of things. Didn't mean they hated me. Maybe. But they were raising me. 
I didn't get my way all the time. That's, a, that's their job. Yes. It's my job as a parent. You have to t- give them boundaries. This is maybe a boundary that should be taken care of. But listen, but listen for yourself. There, there is pending legislation, and uh, it, it's, it was an interesting story. Yeah, and by the way, um, if you missed it yesterday, um, what we're talking about, um, it's, this is why it's so great, because we talk about it as talk show hosts, and people call in with their opinions, and they're just opinions. Mm-hmm. But here is an actual person who has gone through it and is now saying, Man, I wish somebody had stopped me. I think it was uh, I think it was Representative Matthias who put the challenge out there to want uh, Idahoans who had gone through this, who had who had gone through the transgender start and then had you know questions and wanted to reverse it. Which I, I don't know how you I don't know if you put out a APB or whatever as, as far as the entire state goes, but apparently there there will be examples of Idahoans in the legislature in the legislature. To testify in front of the legislature to talk about why this, this is, is a good needed. thing. Yeah. So we'll take a break. Uh, it is open phones Friday. Those of you waiting on the uh, phone, stay right where you're at. We will talk to you coming up 208 336 3700. We still have a line open if you want to get through. You can also email us, Mike at KBY.com, Chris at KBY.com. We'll take a break so Nate can intravenously apparently get more. <laughs> Nate at KBY.com. Get, get more caffeine into his bloodstream. Mm. Good grief, you're going to hurt yourself. No. KBY News Time, 9.15. It's 6.70 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 6.70 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 6.70 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Speech warriors today, the hypocrisy is obvious to the American people. You are showing who you all are, really. The gentlewoman's time has expired. Omar will not be silenced. The gentlewoman's time has expired. Omar, the gentlewoman's time has expired. That our country is failing you today through this chamber. You belong to the gentlewoman is no longer recognized, and the the gentleman. Well, she ended up, even though she said she wasn't going to be silenced, she was silenced because her time was up. Representative uh, Rashida Tlaib. Losing her mind yesterday. That sounded very uh, congressional, didn't it? Talking about Elon Omar, who had been removed from the Foreign Relations Committee for anti-Semitic remarks. And uh, her, along with her other squad members, said it was nothing but racism. No, everyone's entitled to their opinion. It's a free country. You get, you get a comment on it because you are only member on staff that is half Jewish. Well, I mean... I- <laughs> If somebody is is if somebody is of color, there is a mindset from few, not from the people in this building. But if somebody gets criticized, they're not being criticized because they are of color. Okay, they're being criticized at least in this building because hey, if you did something right, great job. If you didn't do something right, you don't get cracked down on because you're black. All right, as a black woman, we do not go after you all the time. So, if, oh, black man. Sorry, you just act like a black woman. Sorry. So, my, if we my, were gonna my go, apologies. If we were going to go after her because, you know, that as accused, if they were going to go after her because, you know, it was racist, they would remove her from every committee and say, you can't serve on... They'd make, her, they'd make her use a different restroom. Okay, I mean, honestly, <laughs> they, they, they'd make her sit at the back of whatever vehicle they were going to. Their, her vote would only count as three-fifths. I mean, we could do this all day. Uh, yeah. uh, Matt in Middleton, thanks for being patient. You're on News Talk KBY. Hey, no problem. Hey, I know uh, 
your time is precious and everything like that. No, it's I not. just wanted to ask Nate a question. Yeah. Um, I was wondering, you know, maybe next week if uh, um, Chris doesn't turn around with his illness, if you are having to host, uh, co-host the show again, I'm wondering if we can do a segment like you did, uh, I think it was either a week or a week or two ago of, uh, you know, how, what don't you like about Rick Worthington and see if we can do one about Casper. Oh my gosh, the lines were packed on that though, weren't they? I mean, my <laughs> Lord. Keep, keep in mind, there is only four hours to the show if you're going to do a show on what I hate about Mike Casper. You're probably going to have to expand, I think, expand I mean, first, the show. First, I mean, if we did a show like why you didn't like Mike Casper or why you hated Mike Casper, first of all, we'd have to warn the phone company. Secondly, we'd have to allow his wife to go first, and that would be the first hour of it. And then the kids, and then the co-host. Oh, my gosh, the former co-workers. Like I said, you'd, oh, have, to, you'd have to expand the show. We might have to make it a podcast. We, that, that would, it would have to be. It'd have to be at least a five day event. That would be a week of that. But but while we're on the subject, uh, thanks for nothing. No Matt. no no no. While while we're on the subject, what would you add to that conversation? What would I add to the conversation? Would you Would you talk about why he colors his hair like a twelve year old girl? Would you talk easy. about how he lies on his uh, on his golf score all the time, or how he wears shorts no matter what the temperature is outside? I have pants on today, sir. What would you add? I would say I, I'd have to gripe about the prizes he offers. He's, he, you know, he, he says they're grand, great prizes, but when you show up to get the prize, it's like, oh, okay. What, you're not grateful? Wow. <laughs> well, you, you, give, wait, wait, wait. I just because you're ungrateful, that's his problem? I give a $50 gift certificate to Costa Vita for free, and you're complaining about it. What do you that? want, you whiny little... Wow. Hang up. He's done. No, 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 no. I want to know what he wants. I want to know what he wants. What, what kind of prize do you want there, sweetheart? Oh, uh, how about something to a gun range? Well, something to a gun range? <laughs> Yeah, well, congratulations! You got to here. Well, we will give you. We listen. You want? I'll give you something to a gun range right now. I will give you a free pass to the drinking fountain at I, at Independence Indoor Shooting Range right now. You whiner! A, I'll give him a, even. You what, that's a good idea. I'll give him an even better prize than that. Guess what? You have been chosen as the next life. moving target. No, no. You got to fill out forms for that. <laughs> Thanks for nothing, Matt. Appreciate the call. <laughs> Bob and Caldwell. Good morning. You're on News Talk KVY. Oh, Bob just hung up. Bob, oh. we just came to you for crying out loud, and you hung up. Uh, Rich and Boise, what do you want to complain about today? Uh, well, I mean, that's kind of what the show's about, isn't it? Uh, hang on a second. Let me. Uh... Don't let us don't let us you know take up any of your precious time. Well, wait, we have nothing else going on. Well, I had you on speaker, and oh, I don't okay. like to talk to people on speaker because it sounds odd to me. Uh, uh, okay, the McCarthy and Biden met, you know, to talk about the, the budget stuff, and McCarthy came out of it lying and whining, and still hasn't presented any budget cuts. He hasn't presented a budget or anything that he wants, and he keeps saying Biden doesn't want to negotiate, but he hasn't put forth any ideas. I mean, you know, we, we know the Republicans only worry about the deficit when we have a Democrat president. Uh, but still, they, you know, they could put out that budget any time. They don't have to wait till the last minute. They could do it any time this year. And, you know, I think if they're going to complain and say they want to cut spending, they sh- they should show what they want to cut. I guess I, I missed something because um, earlier this week after they met, um, McCarthy said that they did agree to negotiate. 
So I, saying that uh, Biden refused to negotiate seems kind of weird because I watched it on television say, hey, it was a great meeting. We came out of that and we both agreed to uh, negotiate to make sure this gets, gets this done. In fact, it was just put out uh, yesterday that they had a good meeting on the debt ceiling. No agreements, no promises, but it was whole first good meeting. But they have till June to do it. They have to do it by June or we default. So they don't have all year to do it, but they have up until June. So they have a little bit of time. It's not, oh, my gosh, we have to do this right today. Um, but, well, it, it's going to get done. You can't, the U.S. can't default, period. So it'll, something will get done. Don't know what it's going to be, but it sounds like there will be negotiations that will take place. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Chris is out today. Nate, filling in. Chance for you to get through. Talk about anything you want. It is Open Phones Friday. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. 9.32, it is Open Phones Friday, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. You guys have donuts? Uh, yeah, we do. Open Phones Friday brought to you by Fast Eddie's, uh, the place to go. You want to get a great breakfast, lunch, or dinner? Earl of Sandwich! It's the only place in Idaho. And the location is at Fast Eddie's. Uh, get in today. Text message in at 208-336-3700. Says, chocolate-covered donuts? So I'm in my shop. I sit here blissfully in silence, listening for a while. Turn on the radio. What do I hear? Nate Shellman. My time traveling? The sun was low and on the east. So anyway, happy Friday, guys. Just giving you crap. Yeah, Nate Shellman's filling in for Chris Walton. Well, Nate Shellman is filling in for Rick Worthington. Who was, who was filling, filling in, in for Chris for, Walton. Yeah, yeah, Chris Walton. So that's it, it's not it's not in the afternoon, late in the afternoon on Friday. He's still going to do his. I, I take it you're doing your show today, right? Yes. Okay, you're yes. still doing his show this afternoon. So was it was it this week or last week? I filled in for you. It was this week, Monday. Yeah. See, seems like a really long time ago, huh? Yeah, I, I mean, Monday, you, by Monday. the way, I, I will say this to your face: you are the worst faker. Worst faker i've ever that's because i don't to. try to fake it well the one day you, when you called wednesday to let me know that uh, chris wasn't going to be and i answered the phone going <laughs> well, when i called you on sunday it was like hey how are you you answer the phone hello hey it's nate oh whatever oh. i knew it was you from the beginning uh. it says nate Shellman. oh one L. this is i kept just trying to avoid the lights <laughs> can you fill in for me there's another round of golf I want to play. Okay, now you know that's a lie because you know I don't go out and play golf unless the temperature is at least 48 degrees. I and need to go to a driving really range so I can pretend I'm good. Bob and Caldwell, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Yeah, you guys kidding me on hold so long. I almost forgot what I was going to talk about. Are you complaining? <laughs> don't complain. <laughs> don't, don't complain about but You know what I do to people that complain about how long the wait time is? Uh, okay. I want to thank you guys for the Kevin James tickets, for one thing. Oh, um, you have a good time at the, the show? And, no, I haven't started. It's not March. Oh, that's right. It's coming up in March. Jeez. Sorry, I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> well, we got okay. we got accused of not prize. giving away good prizes earlier this morning, but Kevin James is a pretty good that's prize. Why, that's why, I, uh, yeah, that's a good prize. Um, talking to a friend of mine who's actually working on that tax, you know, the whole tax restructure of the property tax. Mm-hmm. Um, I know the one thing he was more concerned about was based on increases, right? The property taxes should not go up the way they've been going up, and they should. We should stop. We should basically on a new home purchase, right? That's what you're. Ta- that's what you're taxed at. 
he believes almost similar to what a driver's GAN was, is to revert back to the original purchase of a home, especially if you're a senior citizen. Um, you know, seniors have a more difficult time paying taxes than, mm-hmm. of course, you know, than regular people. you got to remember, there's only like 2% of the population that maybe up to 10 that don't have to worry about things too much. Um, I'm part of that 10. The only reason why is because I'm a, a 100%, you know, 100% compensated disabled American vet. But uh, now, hold, the, can, uh, I, can, I, can I interrupt for just a second? Because that's what I do. Um are, are, have you, know. you filled out the circuit breaker stuff? Uh, and I'm sorry, which uh, which city was he calling from? Caldwell. Caldwell. So, uh, Canyon County does have a circuit breaker for property tax for seniors. You, are are you aware of yeah. that? Oh no, no, I am because I have to file each year for it. I okay. Get, I get I get fifteen hundred bucks off for being hundred percent compensated, and then because low income based, the only income I can claim is my Social Security. Right. So that uh, that that also gives me a line right there, and I usually get about a um, the tax credit. Last year was for twenty five hundred. Okay. My property tax is only twenty one. So guess what? Okay. Um, but that you know, but most people don't know those things, especially seniors, and a lot of veterans don't know that either. And 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 I think of all the things that that needs to be worked on, you know that that oh gosh, I I, I hate the word, but that there needs to be that um, that campaign. To let people know that they can do that, that they yeah. can do this, and the help needs to be there. The help is there, but it's right. people aren't it's, taking it's, advantage it's, of it. Just got to find that needle it's, in the it's, haystack. It's an unknown. Yeah. yeah. Well, the thing is, I wouldn't have known about it. I'm a person that always wants to know. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if you don't ask questions, you go down to the assessor's office and have a conversation with them, and find out things. You're never going to know anything because they put it out, but nobody reads it. They do. They actually send out something each year tax time right. about certain things, yep. and but nobody ever they, they ignore it and they throw it away or whatever. They just think it's more junk mail. There's there's but three there's three uh, right now three property tax bills that are uh, that were presented. Uh, Moyle had one. Monks had one. There was there was a third one as well. And uh, so here here yeah, here they are. The one that, here they are because I would like to ask had. if what people's thoughts are on which one you like best. Uh, one first one would subsidize residential property taxes using sales tax revenue, and we have you know a one point four billion solid dollar surplus, and the talk of this would cost about one point six million dollars. Mm-hmm. That's a drop in the bucket with what oh our surplus gosh, yeah. would be. Another would index the homeowner's exemption, which means exemption would increase as the value of the market does. Right now, it would put it just under two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, currently capped at one hundred twenty five thousand. And the third bill, which is backed by House GOP leadership, by the way, would give money to school districts for fa- uh, facility construction, and that means a way to ease necessity for districts to seek bonds, which directly affect property taxes, the bill would also raise the exemption slightly from the 125000 I like the sliding scale. I do, too. Um, I'm a fan of the sliding scale, uh, subsidizing property tax or sales tax. I, I can already see where this is going to go right now. That's just going to be one more reason, excuse to not get rid of uh, grocery tax um, and, and not really not lower sales tax at all. There's no... There's no need for it if you're, you're they, they, they wouldn't want to do it if they're trying to put one tax category yeah. into another. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to when it comes to facilities, uh, I, I don't hate it. I don't hate that idea. However, that's also just a small part of it. And what is the lottery for? I thought the lottery was supposed to be for for permanent buildings as well. Yeah. 
and quite apparently not enough money going sure to that but yeah i so, mean millions and millions of dollars go to that the problem I, the only problem i see is the third bill is not immediate it would take a while for that sure you yeah. know because it's it just goes on bonds and i think people right now want something immediate so i don't think people are going to be happy with the third one it's just my opinion lynn and boise good morning you're on news talk kboi Yes, Lynn. Hi. I wanted to talk to you and put in my opinion about the transgender issue with the young kids. Okay. Uh, as a female, I'm nearly to retirement, but as a young girl, um, I was molested and abused, and I desperately wanted to be boy because I viewed females as weak and I refused to be weak and it was a huge psychological struggle for me but once I came to the realization that anyone regardless of gender can be hurt it's not an issue of gender it's a problem with what happened my need to be a different gender went away and once, what I guess what I want to say is that I think it's a not necessarily a gender issue. I think it's a what is the reason they want to change and fix the underlying problem rather than slap a band aid and fix their gender, which changes so much that can't really. I don't know. Be undone. Be right. undone, right. and it, it's more than just a band aid. I mean, in, in, in what a what a great uh, uh, what a great phrase to put with that, because I think that's what a lot of people are are trying to do for whatever their motivation is. I I don't know if it's all I don't know if it's all bad or evil. I don't know if it's all marketing. I don't know if it's big pharma. I don't know if it's just uh, another thing to shut a kid up. Sure, fine. Let, let, let them you know, let them take the pills. Let them do the shots. Let them have parts removed and rebuild parts. And you know whatever makes yeah. whatever makes them happy. But the reality is, and you talk about what you went through. You know the, these people need to talk it out. They need to. Yeah. They they need that therapy. To get them closer to where they need to be, rather than a pill. Yeah. Thank you. Address the underlying issue. Why? Why aren't you happy with where you are? Because I, I was. It wasn't that I. I adamantly wanted to be a boy. I refused to be called a female name. I refused to be called a girl, and I got in a lot of trouble in the law because people, you know, my peers, and back then. You didn't, you know, you were a girl or you were a boy. There wasn't any other genders. It was one or the other. And I refused to be called a girl. And I got in a lot of fights in in middle school because I don't call me a girl. And they they learned quickly, don't call her a girl. We we're not sure what she is, actually. But I, <laughs> yeah. I didn't care Yeah, because you, you were going through a hard time. You, yeah. were, you were going through a hard time at the time. And, yeah, I think a lot of people understood that. It, yeah. it wasn't the fact that I was female or anything. It was it was the the real actual reason was I couldn't cope with what was happening. And that's and, where the that's and, and, and that, again that, that's yeah. where the therapy comes and in. And I appreciate the call. That's where the that's where the talk therapy comes in. That's where the uh psychology and psychiatry comes in, which is actually more needed than the chemical and surgical. Yeah. Thank you for sharing the story, by the way. And now 
you know, she said this has gone on, you know, a while ago. Now you could have choose, you can choose for how many different genders are there now? Yep. You know, uh, I mean, dozens and dozens. Neil Marsing, thanks for hang, hanging on. Good morning. You're on News Talk KBY. It's Open Phones Friday. What do you want to talk about? Hello, Neil. Hey, is, yeah, I'm here. Okay. Okay. Real quick, as I started telling Nate before the news hit, China's got this big supposedly weather balloon coming across the northern U.S. Biden doesn't want to shoot it down because he's afraid somebody would get hurt. All I can say is give me a break. How populated is eastern Montana, northern North Dakota, northern Minnesota? Okay. Not very. Listen, right. listen, hold on. Neil, first of all, you you ignorant human being, do you not care about the wildlife? Do you not care? <laughs> don't you dare. You shut your mouth, Casper. Do, do, don't you care about the birds and the flora and the fauna? Don't you care about all of Mother Earth's animals? <laughs> there, oh there's deer and moose, man. That all of a sudden, if you shoot... If you shoot this balloon, the balloon gets in their antlers, and they can't run it. Frolic. Thank you, Neil, for having us have a Ilan Omar meltdown right here in the KDY studio. See where they're going. Thanks, thanks a lot. This is not the balloon classic that Montana had in mind. By the way, it's not a weather balloon. What is it? They called it. China called it a civilian balloon which i don't understand does that mean there's civilians inside of it riding in this Stop stupid it. balloon Stop. I, but that's what they call it. china called it a civilian balloon I, I didn't know civilians were allowed to do anything in china without blessing of the right. government <laughs> maybe they didn't have the blessing maybe they said hey you talk out about the government uh we're sending you in a balloon over the united states to get shot down i could imagine i could have just that balloon comes down then all of a sudden the sage grouse can't run and it's just it's <laughs> We have the EPA up everyone's rear end, and then it lands on a, it lands on a pile of snow that melts. Now we just have more Al Gore saying global warming. Yeah, two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seven on your Verizon wireless. We'll take a break. Phone this lines. thing came from Canada, didn't it? A this thing this thing it came flew, over the border from Canada. There first, this is the this is the balloon of death yep. there because first it killed the uh, it killed the groundhog. Uh, it basically <laughs> rendered Canadian hockey obsolete, and now it's coming into Montana <laughs> where it's going to uh, make more beer. Uh, from your mouth to God's ears. We'll take a break. One more segment on the way. Final chance to take part in Open Phones Friday, 208-336-3700. And Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Well, you're half right. Chris Walton is uh, out. Rick Worthington filling in, and now Nate Shulman filling in for Rick Worthington. Another faker. Show so many doesn't, fakers. Doesn't go any longer than this because we're running out of fill-ins, right? Uh, Wayne writes in, wondering after listening to Representative AOC and Talib uh, Rashid accuse members of Congress of sexism and racism, I became confused. The same steps were taken to keep Representative Schiff and Swalwell off the Intelligence Committee. Are Schiff and Swalwell now identifying as something other than their biology, or are AOC and Talib stretching the truth? No, there's, there's the, the playing the idiot card or moron card uh, is not as uh, is not as good as playing the race card. Right. So I people mean, listen when you call somebody a racist, everybody listens. You just don't want me on this on this committee because uh, I'm a Democrat. Uh, 
that in your past actions. So fine, yeah, call it what it is. I mean, it's, it's Robin's racing. It's politics. Yeah. What, what, what do you What do you want? Paul in Napa. Good morning. You're on Newstalk KBY. Morning, dynamic duo. <laughs> um, I'm Batman, by the way. Wait, no, wait a yeah, second. Why am I Robin? Yeah, I'm Batman. Because I dibs. I got dibs. What? With with the the red, oh, I can't even think of the word now. Where you give money back to a race because reparations. Thank you. The reparations. Well, he did that for the Japanese after World War II. It took him a while to do it, but they did it in the set, late 70s, I believe. Uh-huh. And we wanted to ask... That was, that, by the way, that was like 30 years later, right? Yeah, but they did it. Yeah. There was some pressure in Congress until they did it. Yeah. But what I would like to know from Nate, if he happens to know, did the Germans ever give reparations to the surviving people, the Jewish surviving people of World War II after what they did to them? Uh, to my knowledge, no. Um, before I continue with that answer, will you please pet and feed your dog? <laughs> Just pretty please. Was, it, was that a dog or a baby? I thought uh, it was a baby. Is that what is that making? Is that your wife wanting attention? What is that? It's Oscar Weiner, my dog. He's a whiner. Will you pet the damn dog when you call the air? anyway? At least you um, teach him to keep quiet when you're talking to. We're going to give your dog his reparations to Canada for the for the loss of their groundhog. Thank you for the call. To my knowledge, no. To my knowledge, no, Germany didn't do anything. Yeah, maybe 200 years in the future they will. Probably not. Clay in the Wild West writes in uh, email, mike at kby.com. Nate asked about the lottery money and where it goes. I want to know where all the money the university sports programs bring in. BSU TV money does what? Line the coaches' pockets? Uh, Goes to travel, goes to to the facility. I mean, listen, it, it costs a lot of money to put that on, and they're trying to keep that from all being uh, covered by tuition. Okay, so the more money that the athletic department gets from boosters, and some of you may not like this, and that's fine, but for for all the money that it takes to travel, to go to these places, to get press and notoriety for the university, uh, you, you also have travel expenses, hotel, all the accommodations, food, all of it, and, and you may not like that answer, and, that, and that's fine. Um, but yeah, you, you don't, you don't want your kids tuition to go to pay for that. Yeah. And you want, I mean, it takes money to have a winning program. Yes. If, you know, that money has to come from somewhere. And right now, Boise State football funds every other single sport, just to give you an example. And it, that's true of most universities. The football program funds almost every other sport that the university Puts on and to, and to prove that it does benefit the university. When you take a look at the enrollment numbers from before, when Boise State wasn't, you know, didn't play in the Fiesta Bowl, to when they yeah. when they made the Fiesta Bowl to now, you take a look at how the university overall, not just not just the stadium, all right, not just the facilities. When you take a look at how the university overall has grown and expanded, more buildings, the buildings, yeah, you see that benefit of an of an athletic department. That that's what gets you attention. You also see it in fundraising, you know, which doesn't just go strictly, you know, to the football program. And there was a story in the Idaho Statesman here last week that for the first time in history, Boise State in the last year has had nine different donors who have donated at least one million dollars to the university, Mm -hmm. which has never happened before. And you can't do that unless you have a program that is growing and has the publicity to get those donors to go, all right, it's worth my money to 
you know, help the university. And it helps the whole university, not just the football program. doesn't just pay the, the football coach, even though the football coach makes a lot of money. And, and when you consider where Boise State is in comparison to other universities uh, across the country, Boise State University is still very new as a university from the time they were a college to the time they were a university. Junior college. Right. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's... I don't know if they'll ever be able to catch up with Harvard, Yale, the Ivy League, or if they're ever going to be able to catch up with Stanford uh, or, or any of that. So, yeah, you got to rely on using the athletic department as a as a uh, as a carnival barker for the rest of the university. But they're not the only ones that do it. Okay, you take a look at what Ohio State has done with with their football team, University Al- of Michigan. Alabama. Yeah, oh, sure. You know what you don't hear when you're watching the game or watching the basketball game. University of Kentucky with their basketball team, Duke with their basketball team, and that's a private university, is how much attention that brings for all the other programs that university has. Right. Karen in Boise writes, just curious, what percentage of the population consider themselves transgender? My guess is that it's less than 1%. While I sympathize with these people, the reality is the majority of people really do not care. I don't necessarily know if the majority really doesn't care, if they, I if agree. No, if I agree with what cared, she said. I agree one hundred percent with what she said. If nobody cared, we wouldn't be talking about. We wouldn't have the legislature looking into making it a felony. So I, I don't. I hold don't on, necessarily know if they don't care. They may not. She said majority. She didn't say nobody. No, she says that. Yeah, you're right. The the reality is the majority really do not care. Right. You're right. The the and 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 I and I agree one hundred percent with what she said. The majority does not care. There are people who do care, but it's not the majority. It's that's not it. mainstream. That's it for us. Thanks, Nate, for filling in. Appreciate it. Uh, hopefully, Chris will be back on Monday. Don't forget, big basketball game tonight. You'll be able to hear it on News Talk KBOI. Pre-game gets underway at 6.30. Tip-off at 7 here on News Talk KBOI. Have yourself a good weekend. We'll talk to you on Monday.